Welcome to the Marriage Can Win Show. We are your hosts, Eric and Dr. Sakisha Halleck, your relationship experts. Now here at Marriage Can Win, we educate, empower, and encourage couples to embrace that marriage can win, especially when you focus on three key areas, improving your communication skills, developing your money management skills, and enhancing your intimacy skills so your marriage can win. And as always, we invite you, Love Radio Network family, to join our show every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Now, you can also listen to us on Alexa by saying, Alexa, enable Love Radio Network 24. Now, we love to hear your comments and questions, so please dial 563-999-3519. All right, now make sure you follow us on Instagram at Marriage Can Win, and we will follow you back. Now, we're super excited about our topic today. We've got a lot going on. We're getting lots of comments and questions about emotionally healthy relationships. So we figured we'd touch on that subject this evening. Is that all right? That's fine. All right. So I hope you have your pen and paper ready to take some notes. And, of course, give us a quick shout-out or or call us with your comments, your questions, or concerns and say, you know what, Eric and Sakisha, that's me. So we're going to give you seven strategies that you can use or to find out if your relationship is emotionally healthy. So I'm excited tonight, Eric. I think we ought to get started on it. You got it. All righty. So point number one, trust that the other person has your best interests at heart and treat them as you do. Now, just be mindful when we're talking about having an emotionally healthy relationship, we have got to be able to trust that your partner is going to be there for you. You've got to trust that your partner genuinely cares for you. You've got to be able to trust that their, their responses and everything to you, it's coming from a good place that there are no ulterior motives because I'm sure everyone you've heard us talk about red flags. And, you know, for those of us that have been in relationships in the past that may have been hurt, may have been uh, mistreated or abused, uh, sometimes we tend to, to really hone on to things or question someone's uh, rationale for doing something. So just make sure that, you know, you're just being mindful that, what they're what they're doing, you got to be able to trust and believe that your partner is coming from a good place. But one of the things that we'd like to caution you on is judging every person based on a previous relationship. Give them up an opportunity to show you who they are. And I guarantee you, if there is something wrong, if there's an ulterior motive, it will be revealed in time, but let's just not treat person your this current relationship like that person is who you were previously in a relationship with or an ex-spouse because you're not giving them their fair share. I am sure that you wouldn't want to be judged based on, you know, I'm speaking to the women here. I wouldn't want to be judged, and I'm sure you wouldn't want to be judged based on something you know, your your current spouse's ex did. You know, that was her. I'm somebody totally different. So I want to be treated with a level of respect. I want to be given that benefit of the doubt. And I am sure that your partner wants the same in return, if that makes sense. 
Yes, it makes sense. So this is why it is important that before you really, if you can, really address the baggages from the past before you start a new relationship because you need to have a healthy emotional state of mind to come into the relationship so you can develop that trust. You can develop that that support that's needed for each other. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it reminded me of, of one key point that I wanted to, to mention to our listeners that when you are in an emotionally healthy re- relationship, you're able to offer reassurance. You're able to offer encouragement to each other. But you also need to be mindful. You've got to be in a space where you can let your partner know when you need their support. Right. Uh, definitely. Um, so that means you have to you have to feel uh, comfortable in that safe zone where you can come to <coughs> each other and share what's really on your mind. Now, you want to be mindful of one thing. Healthy relationships are about building each other up. And not tearing each other down. So many times we find in relationships that they're not emotionally healthy. One partner is coming in sometimes they've they've dealt with past baggage and things that have happened to them in previous relationships. And they bring that baggage with them into the next relationship. They don't take the time to get healed physically or emotionally before they go into another relationship. So sometimes it's like it's just repeating the cycle. You have to recognize and be able to break those cycles. And it doesn't mean that because your ex uh, said you certain words or or they text you at a certain time because they weren't going to be home on time, it doesn't mean that the person that you're with now, the person you're, you're married to now, if they text you at a certain time, it doesn't mean that it's the same thing. You have to have that, that line of communication open to you just to be able to, to make sure that the relationship in and of itself is healthy. Now, if you're noticing a pattern, I get it. I understand that you're like, okay, this is possibly a red flag, but be mindful. Give each person the benefit of the doubt. You want to be emotionally healthy. You want to be able to trust them. You want to be able to know that they're there for you. You want to know that they genuinely care for you and that they're coming from a good place. So just be mindful of that, if that makes sense, because these healthy relationships and an emotionally healthy relationship, it's all about building one another up and not tearing each other down. Yes, this is why it's very important to start from start fresh with each other. Do not have get rid of that emotional baggage from the past. And so, when you move forward, you have a strong foundation, and then you'll know that when you talk to your spouse, you don't have an ulterior motive. You don't have a hidden agenda. Or it is a safe space when you can come and you can reveal some of those inner secrets or some of those things that, you know, in the past that caused some scars and still, you know, you weren't able to really get rid of them. And so it's been eating at you and eating at you and causing you to be, uh, let's say, stuck. And you don't want to be stuck, stuck in the past. And you don't want to bring that baggage and place it on your spouse. And you never move forward with your relationship 
Let's say it needs to grow. It's like wine. It gets better in time. But if you have something that's keeping you stuck, it cannot grow. Your emotions can't get deeper and you can't feel safer, you know, and you don't want to be stuck. Now, you know what? You brought up a key point. You were talking about feeling safe, but this opens it up when a relationship is emotionally healthy. You're able to be vulnerable with that person. So that's another key thing. If you always feel like you got to have your guard up, you got to watch what you say, and you can't be yourself. You know, I heard an amazing um, woman she was talking about, and she used this acronym that you need to be able, you need to be able to feel safe with them. You need to be able to be authentic and you need to be able to trust them. Those are three things. So just put that in your tool belt and your tool kit and keep that in your arsenal. Just be mindful of that acronym, S-A-T. You need to feel safe with them. You need to be able to be authentic with them and you need to trust them. So that's something that needs to be, that you need to be mindful of in an emotionally healthy relationship, which kind of transitions us into like, the second point that I wanted to, to talk about tonight is when we're communicating with them, we need to be able to say what you mean and mean what you say without saying it meanly. Now, I know that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Let me repeat that again. Say what you mean, mm-hmm. meaning what you say, but not saying it meanly. Meaning that there should be a level of respect. You need your, your spouse is not a mind reader. And I know I say that over and over and over again, but that's because men and women are truly different. You know, with women, we tend to anticipate the needs of our spouse. If that, if that makes sense, you know, we notice when things are running low, we notice when we need to get extra things and no disrespect to the men. I'm not putting you guys down. A lot of times we process things differently. And in some relationships, I'll give it to you. It might be the man that anticipates the needs more so than the woman. So, but what I am saying is that regardless of whether it's the male or the female, your spouse is not a mind reader. All right, let's let's give an example. Um, because the easiest way to get two of you on the same page, right, is to express what you expect. Now, here's a hint: do it in a respectful manner. Otherwise, you risk the possibility of your partner shutting down on you. Now, here's the example. So I come home, and I just immediately throw my clothes on the floor, and I jump in the shower, and I come out, and then you walk in the room. You're like, oh, oh, honey, I'll just, you know, pick up the clothes. She picks up the clothes and and puts them in the dirty clothes next day. Same thing happens. And, so, and, you know, I come home, throw my clothes on the floor, and they're all over the place. I jump in the shower, and I get out. And I just leave the clothes on the floor. And then she'll say, honey, could you, you know, mind picking up your clothes? And, and I continue to do the same thing. And she said, oh, but I don't mind. I'll take care of it. But then after a while, now what she really means is, look, I need you to pick up those clothes, put them in the dirty clothes. Don't just leave them all over the place. But if she doesn't really say and express what she is expecting from me to, to really pick up my clothes and place them in the dirty clothes, and she just goes, you know, and kind of brushes over it and really don't say what she really means, then let's say about two weeks from now, 
she's just going to explode in anger. And, or it may be something that's very minute, and she will just explode because it has built up over time. And this is because she did not express what she's expecting, and she didn't really say what she means and really, you know, let it be known what she needs. Okay, now you, you made a really, really um, key point. Thank mm-hmm. you for putting that out there. Um, <laughs> But, like, in a healthy relationship, if something is truly bothering you, it's best to talk about it instead of holding it in. Now, I I do want to throw this little tad bit in there. It, with being in, in a marital relationship, you do have to recognize which issues need to be addressed, I mean, which ones warrant a response and which ones don't, if that makes sense. Because... It, you know, you don't want to hold things up, hold it, hold things in until it explodes. But you may also recognize, okay, if your your spouse is just go, coming home and they had a bad day at work, um, you haven't even given them an opportunity to wind down, and you hit them with the fussing about the clothes in the room, um, not putting the toilet seat down, whatever the the case may be, leap not oh not filling up the car with gas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it can be a myriad of things that can cause stress true. and frustration depending on your upbringing and, and the type of person you are. But the thing is that you can express what you expect, but do it in a respectful manner. And just, you can tell your hun- husband, it's it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. You mean like no name calling or using demeaning language? Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a key point that I, I do want to to get to. But just be mindful that you know, have you ever heard that old adage? You can um, what is it? You can win more, more. You you get more uh, with, with sugar, sugar than, than will salt. Absolutely, you're reading my mind. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But just be mindful of of how you say it because I've noticed a lot with some of the couples. You have one spouse shutting down and it's not so much that they didn't want to hear what their partner said they were tired of it coming off as nagging and disrespectful and emasculating and putting them down versus you know you're explaining to them look this is frustrating and especially a lot of the couples even we talk about issues with sex the the husband's um the wife is shutting down because the husband is, is fussing at her about sex rather than, you know, just expressing, you know, his desire to connect with her physically. He's just, you don't do this. You don't do that. So it causes you to feel more so attacked. So you feel like you have to go into the defense mode, if that makes sense. So I guess you're saying that a better way of saying this is, sweetheart, I would, you know, I really like when you do, when you rub on my hands and you kiss me gently, so everly soft <laughs> on the lips and, you know, and, you know, it really turns me on versus, baby, you never kiss me on the lips. You always just go straight, you know, to this, you know, pulling everything off. You don't, you know, I well, like that foreplay, baby, you know, give me a strip. So. I need to approach you. Give me a strip. Yeah, give me. You know, I don't want to go to the strip club. You know, and what? And uh, make it rain. Okay. (laughs) All right, but what? So a better way of approaching is saying, "Sweetheart, let's try something uh, tonight." You know, let's do this, and then you know, you set the mood. Yeah. uh, You know, set the stage. And well, if you have a stripper pole in there, then now you got the stage all set. Okay. 
Yeah, too much quarantine in the house. <laughs> but seriously, you know, you're making jokes. But, you know, in all honesty, that is what you find it happening in relationships. You have too many times where you're expressing what you expect, but in a disrespectful manner, such that your spouse can't receive it because of offense. Versus, you know, using wisdom, we recognizing that timing is everything, meaning that you can you can get your point across to your spouse, both from the husband's perspective and the wife, but just be mindful of of how you say it. Honey, I appreciate it if you could you could do X, Y, and Z. I realize you're busy today, but can you handle this tomorrow? Okay, I'll handle that. Versus you never do this. You know, you never take out the trash. You never put your clothes away. You know, it sounds like a nagging wife. Yeah, and what true. is it say in the Bible? It's better to be on the rooftop of a house than, than, than in a house with a contentious or nagging woman. And and mm. the fact is that that's true. You can be come off as nagging and, and disrespectful in so many different ways if you're not mindful of of how you're talking to your to your spouse, which kind of segues into one of the next points that I did want to talk about, which is no name calling or using using demeaning language. If you're in an emotionally healthy relationship, you shouldn't be calling each other names. You mean I can't call you JB? Jelly beans? Okay. Because it's sweet? Okay. <laughs> They're saying no name calling as in using those those you know, four letter words, calling them the B word or whatever else, you know, derogatory names are out there. Trust me, you'll know if somebody refers to you in that manner, if it's demeaning or not, because respect in a marriage is something that's not optional. It is mandatory. You cannot be in an emotionally healthy marriage and disrespect one another at the same time. That's, that's just, that doesn't make sense. Those two don't add up. Well, you know, the B word, I know that's a curse word to a lot of people, but for us, it means budget. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not the B word that I'm referring to. I know. And I'm sure the listeners know that's not the the word that I'm referring to because oftentimes... But that's a curse word when a woman hears that. Well, okay. <laughs> but I've had lots of lots, yeah. lots of women, you know, come to me and say they get frustrated and they get up and they have an argument with their husband and then he lashes out at them. Well, that's because they are now in high emotions and low intelligence. And I got that part. You know, I understand that you need to be operating from low emotions, high intelligence. So that's that point where if you feel that you're about to cross that line, create that safe word, you know, whatever you need to do. If you, you know, whatever signal you use, I know what for me and for Eric, you know, we, you know, we created like, you just put one finger in the air and just kind of like shake your head and you go in the other room. That means that's a timeout for 30 minutes. You go in another room, you calm down and you just get your head on straight. Also, that can mean the Baptist finger when you're in church, you need to go to the restroom, you, know you put what? that finger up. <laughs> No, that's not the finger I was thinking oh, about. Okay. It's not the one in the middle, is it? <laughs> you know, I can't with you. Well, but <laughs> you know, we got to make sure that our audience understands what we're what we're trying the to. The index to. finger, excuse okay. me. The let pointer? me be specific. Okay. Specific. The the index finger, because you know, you have to be mindful that your partner's wishes, uh, their feelings, they have value. And so do yours. And when yes, you call is. them out of your name, out of their name, when you belittle them, when you talk to them like they're beneath you, 
That's a level of disrespect. That's not healthy. It's not emotionally healthy. And you know what it does? It impacts that person's self-esteem. You know, a lot of us may be doing that and saying those things, and they're not really realizing that they're doing it until they see it, you know, being um, being played out in someone else. Like if they see it on a television show and they're actually like, oh, my goodness, that's I'm doing the same thing, you know? Wow, that's that's really... That's yeah. I mean, that can be an you know eye opener I mean? to see someone else doing it, and then it makes you like a a light bulb goes off. It's like, wow, am I really doing that to my wife? And you know what? Sometimes you find out that when someone else points it out, you know, they're like, oh, well, I had this conversation with my wife, and I slipped up and said this, and then she's so mad at me, and then then they're like, oh wow, you said that? Oh my goodness, I would have bust you in your mouth. <laughs> Uh, and then you're like, really? Well, that's not emotionally that healthy if you, I know, if you use physical violence. Well, no, this is somebody saying, like, you're talking to your friend. I'm and just then, joking. I know. I get but your point. You're like, really? I didn't think that was offensive. I didn't think I said any, I did anything wrong. But you know what that will stem from? Their upbringing, what they witnessed in their home, what they think is a healthy relationship. Right. And that's when it's that time to have that conversation. Shaping and molding their environment and yeah. what they're expecting, what they're accustomed to. Because if you're accustomed to that all the time in your upbringing, and then when it happens with your wife now in your future, you're, you're expect, that's just a normal cultural thing. Well, let's think about it like this. You can teach people how to treat you, but simply by setting boundaries, what you will allow and what you won't allow. And what I've found so many times when I've talked with women, they're afraid of being alone. So sometimes little things, they'll just say, oh, it's just something little, oh, this and that. And they compromise. And I understand that you're, you know, in any relationship, there's going to be a degree of compromise. You go to, I go to your restaurant this time, you go to my restaurant the next time. I get that. But certain things in terms of your value and the level of respect you have for yourself, that should not be compromised. Now, you said something there, value. Mm-hmm. How do you, and I, I think this is big, especially in couples, mm-hmm. it's mostly in women, self-value. How do you recognize and realize your self-value? Because other people can look at you and be like, wow, you're a doctor, you're you're your pharmacy manager, your this, that. And but to you, you're like, well, that's no big deal. Well, you know what? I think, again, a lot of it goes to your upbringing. Now, I can be a completely honest. I've noticed, you know, wives I've spoken with, they've determined their value based on who they're married to, where they live, what kind of car they drive, you know, their physical appearance. And, you know, they find themselves comparing themselves to to people on social media. And those mm-hmm. are on unhealthy um, mindsets. Right. Your value cannot be tied to a car, tied to a house. Your value is going to be how you see yourself. And you cannot allow another person to dictate or determine how you see yourself. So that way, allowing someone else to demean you or speak down to you is not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. And I particularly want to speak to some of the young ladies out there. It troubles me that when we're listening to to music, they're okay with 
guys calling them out of their names and and and, but and then it transitions over into the the, to the their marital relationship because it was acceptable then and you allow that to continue to play out into your marriage no it's not well you know you got a lot of negative influences now number one they may have been brought up in that environment they may have saw that and thought it was okay with their parents if that existed Mm -hmm. but then number two you got Leaders in our nation that are saying <laughs> off the wall stuff and demeaning women yeah. and 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 doing things to women, just getting away with stuff, you know, that should be really locked up, you know, and just thrown the key away. But so society is not placing a lot of emphasis and really on standards for moral morals or morality when it comes to how you treat women, how you respect women, mm-hmm. and how women should respect men, because. Right now, if you look at it, a lot of men don't deserve respect, but they get respect because of the power that they hold. Mm-hmm. So and that, that can come authority. in. Right. That can also come into the marriage. If that man and that man may be yielding power because maybe he is the breadwinner and he makes the most money or maybe he makes all the money, you know. Ooh. And so then he feels that he can just disrespect his wife and treat her any type of way. Mm-hmm. He can actually be uh, how do you say it? just uh, really dominating the wife and not valuing her as his wife, but just as a woman? Oh, now I have a question. And maybe we should do a show about this, too. I'm thinking about it. What about when the wife makes more? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you have some that are that actually do. Maybe we'll do that. You know what? Give us a call at, at 563-999-3519 and let us know. Maybe we'll we'll do a show on that. Yeah, I, I all you women important. out there that's clocking dollars. Oh, my God. Give us a yell and we can. Baby, you're dating. Your you are you're dating yourself. Oh, that's all. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I still love you. I love you. <laughs> but what we were talking about was just, oh my gosh. Oh, making sure that, you know, there's a level of, of a mutual level of respect in maintaining uh, a healthy relationship. And even down to when you have disagreements in your relationship, here's a word of caution. If your spouse curses at you, mm. if they call you out of your name, if they ridicule you, and they humiliate you, you tell them to stop. And if they don't, you need to walk away from that conversation. And you let them know, I'm not going to continue arguing or having any conversation with you right now until you calm down, number one. And two, the disrespect is not going to be tolerated. And you know what's funny? When you create that atmosphere, um, someone that truly cares for you, they're going to be make every effort and they're going to be intentional about how they treat you going forward. Now, you know what? You said something good, but I got something that I think it would be a good topic for conversation. So you just <laughs> mentioned that, okay, you have a man who's disrespecting you, calling your names and just demeaning you. So now we know the word says that the wife should honor and, um, and submit to the husband, even when he's doing things wrong, he's not leading the right way, or he's not following Christ's example. Mm-hmm. So, how do do you, in turn, disrespect and 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 lash back at at that man, or do you continually to love him, cherish him, pray for him, and honor him, even though he's mistreating you, or if he is demeaning you? 
or mm. verbally abusing you, Ooh. you know, and um, you're saying a mouthful right all now. Right, just just dogging you out. Oh, wait, will you wait. still honor and will you still uh will you still honor your vows? Will you still honor them, respect them, adhere to them, and will you still treat them with respect? But guess what? We can talk about that on the other side because we're getting ready to go to break. And remember, on the other side, you've heard that, and we want to hear your take on that. 563-999-3519. Tell us, would you honor your man if he's still disrespecting you women? What about posing that question to the man? What if your wife is disrespecting you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's talk about that on the other side. So we're going to take a quick break. All right? And we'll see you on the other side. All right. We'll be right back. Like I want the best of us Then we gotta let her trust Right now Don't let this ever go to waste Put her all in it Don't wanna be left with the question Why? Let's be honest with ourselves Did we really come this far? Just to watch it go down The drain, yeah Sometimes a heart can see with timbers of to the eye. All you gotta do is listen to your deepest feelings, they don't ever lie. And giving up is immature. There's so much more to live for. They don't wanna see us together now. It's far enough to endure. If I believe in love, and you believe in love, then we can be in love somehow. Want the best for us, like I want the best for us. Then we gotta let her trust right now. Growing pains come along with these changes. Some people get closer, some people separate. Yeah, don't think we should separate. And we both adore one another. You're a dream come true. We should start up a brand new. That's what we ought to do. See what's invisible to the eye All you gotta do is listen to your deepest feelings They don't ever lie What giving up is immature Got so much more to live for They don't wanna see us together now Cause we're strong enough to endure If I believe in love And you believe in love Then we could be in love somehow Like I want the best for us Then we gotta learn to trust Right now Trust me right now Yeah, yeah, yeah Ooh, we gotta learn to trust now Yeah, yeah, yeah Girl, you gotta learn to trust me now If I 
believe in love and you believe in love, then we could be in love. If you want the best for us, I got the best for us. We gotta learn to trust. We gotta learn to trust. Yeah. The Young People's Experience with D.D. Bailey, Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Hear and share strategies and tips to help your child navigate through his or her school experience. Yes, it takes a village to raise a child. The Young People's Experience with D.D. Bailey, Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern on LoveRadioNetwork.com. Welcome back. Marriage Can Win family on the Love Radio Network. Now, before the break, we were talking about what if your man is disrespecting you, dogging you out, mistreating you, devaluing you, just really, oh my goodness, how can I say it? Just slave trading you, dogging you out. No, no, no. You're going to have to clarify what you mean by that because different different experiences are going to require a different response. I mean, what about like color purple? You know, silly? No. Anyway. (laughs) Fix my food. (laughs) So are you going to still honor? I will. Respect? I ain't going to say the word, but obey? You just wanted an opportunity to throw that word in there. (laughs) But, I mean, I would still honor and respect my spouse, but I'm not going to just accept just downright, no, not that kind of treatment. That's not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So I'm going to pray for him from another room, and I'm also going to pray that I don't lay hands on him. (laughs) Yeah. Manifold. Uh, <laughs> fivefold. Uh, oh what do you call it? Ministry. Oh my goodness. Let me stop. They'll be like, "Oh, the highlights are promoted physical violence." Or, no, we're not. We're just joking. Or it's but, not gonna be some hot grits that you're gonna cook for breakfast. No, and it can be no. You know what? If okay. I've got to do all of that, then that's not the relationship for me. Okay. If okay. I've got to resort to those type of antics, that's not the place for me to be. Okay. And okay. that's not the place for any woman if, if you've got to go through all of that. So you definitely need to seek some outside help, or he does, and he's got to be willing to deal with those issues. You know, because, I mean, anger in and of itself, it's a lot of people are going to be angry. They say, you know, be angry and sin not. But just be mindful that if you're upset and you're frustrated with your, with your spouse, you just got to give yourself some time to calm down and then discuss what's going on. Because when you're operating in high emotions, it's low intelligence. So you're saying things that you don't mean. But when you say those things that are offensive and disrespectful, you cause your spouse to, or your spouse builds up a wall as a form of protection so that they're not feeling the hurt. They're not feeling the pain, but that same wall that's meant to protect them, is going to keep the other person away from them. So in that instance, I would strongly, strongly, strongly suggest, you know, you need to go another room pray and just be like, we got to give each other time to calm down. And then after that, when you have that conversation, establish some boundaries that you guys can both agree upon and be intentional because it, it can't be that every time you get upset, you go to lashing out at me, cursing me, you know, calling me out there my name. There is a source. Yeah. There is a source um, that causes that anger. Yeah. That source may be coming from fear or mm-hmm. pain from the past or current. Uh, situation that's causing you to lash out and disrespect others 
<clears throat> whether it's been something that's brewing since childhood or maybe some current situations that you're going through um, that's causing that to this manifest itself. Yeah, and you know what? I, I was speaking with a wife one time, and she was telling me how she couldn't understand um, why her husband was always coming home and lashing out at her. And when they sat down and had a talk, she he actually revealed to her he was afraid because he was concerned about his job stability. He was concerned about being able to provide for her and, and, and being able to provide for the kids. And it was deeply rooted in fear, but he wasn't expressing it in, in a, a positive manner, in a, a, a healthy way. Because if it's an emotionally healthy, you could tell your spouse, you, that's when those times where you have to be able to be vulnerable with them and say, you know, look, this is what's going on at work. Because a lot of times our men feel like they have to carry the world on their shoulders. They're, there's so much that's on them. They, uh, Some of them, maybe they feel less like men, I'm not sure, less masculine if they're not able to provide for their family. They question their ability. They question themselves as men. But guess what? On the flip side of that, lashing out at your spouse is not going to solve the problem. That's pressure for a man to <clears throat> to be able to come to his wife and say, you know what, I'm really not, I'm really not comfortable what's going on at work because it doesn't seem like um, it's very stable. At any point, you could get laid off, or um, you know, there's 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 rumors of reduction in force, and he doesn't know what to do. And you know, when there's so much needed uh, in the financial area, so that's that's a lot of building pressure. And so, I guess what 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 there needs to be is some emotional. Um, this is where the emotional health comes in, mm-hmm. and also the communication with the with the spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to have that safe place and safe haven to come to your wife and say, you know what, this is what's going on. Well, you know what, I think it's really, really important, you know, to have make your home a safe haven where your spouse can just remove all the cares of the world and be vulnerable with you. Now, this is a word of caution to our to the ladies out there. When your husband comes to you and starts telling you about the concerns at work. This is not the time to beat them up about the underwear in the middle of the floor or the trash can or, you know, you better keep a job. We got to pay these bills. This is the time where he is opening himself up and he's being vulnerable and you guys need to come together to come up with a plan. Do you have or, a plan B for your finances? Not the best time for her to say, I want a brand new den <laughs> or I want a $1.5 million house. Well, of course. I mean, that that's, Okay, that's understood. I hadn't gotten to that point yet, but just be mindful. This is when you have to use wisdom, and it might be the time for you guys to buckle down, put aside some extra savings. You should already have at least, they say, six months to a year of savings um, put away anyway, but this is that time where the two of you need to come together. When you're emotionally healthy, he can come to you and say, look, this is what's going on. This is what I'm facing at work. Because if not, you're constantly lashing out at one another and you don't know why. You don't understand the frustration. And guess what? He lashes out at you. You lash back out at him. So he feels even more attacked. He's got the pressure on the job and the pressure at home. So then he's lashing out more. Then you're lashing out more. 
and it's a never-ending cycle until someone bosses up, I call it that way, or they're mature enough to say, hey, we need to handle this. But you know what? That kind of leads me into that next point where you have to take responsibility for your own feelings and not cast blame. In that instance or instances similar, um, your situation may be different at home. It may not be a job. It might be pressure from family, maybe pressure from your children, whatever the case may be. You've got to learn to work with your spouse to solve the problem instead of pointing the fingers at each other and making each other the problem. You know, nobody can can make you happy. It's something that you've got to do on your own. Because if you're constantly, you know, putting everything on your your spouse, you know, it's your fault this, it's your fault that. You've got to look in within yourself and see what's going on. Why am I feeling this way about them? Why am I casting the blame on them? Well, deal with, I guess you just have to recognize <clears throat> some of the inner feelings and inner issues that you have. Mm-hmm. Recognize it, realize it, and then express and seek some assistance. Yeah. Um, and that's where you, you know, you can be transparent with your spouse, with your wife, mm-hmm. or wife with your husband. Um, so it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's not just stewing and brewing, you know, bubbling up and manifesting it in negative ways. Um, so find a simple activity that you both can enjoy is another way you can, um, come from out of, you can come from out of, of that, that, that unsafe place for that unemotional, you know, uh, space. Well, you know what? I think a lot of times and, and this kind of the two kind of lend themselves together when you find one person lashing out at the other person, sometimes they feel that it's neglect. Sometimes they feel that the relationship has gone stale. It's, they feel that something is missing. So recognizing that even like a, every a healthy relationship is going to need a boost every now and then. You know, if you start to feel disconnected from your partner, or if you feel like the relationship has gone stale, you might start lashing out in ways that you shouldn't because people process things differently. Now, that's not an excuse but that's just something to be mindful of. So, you know, we even recognize in our own relationships, sometimes we're just getting irritable with one another. We just needed to get away and just spend quality time with ourselves. We've done enough for the kids, for the business, for our jobs, for our family. We just needed that time away just to focus on us. And don't think about business. No. Yeah. Just, Can you actually do that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I have, I, that is an issue because I had, I, you know, even like this weekend, yeah. I find myself talking about business and yeah. start, you know, start going back into the brainstorming. Yeah, know. we're trying to move our daughter into her college dorm and he's throwing business ideas at me. I'm like, can you just help me with the furniture? <laughs> and yeah. then we'll get to the business ideas. But, you know, I'm I'm laughing about it, but that just means that's his passion. That's one on his mind. But we do have to be mindful in our relationships when to shut it down, when to turn it off, because I'm, you know, I'm just as committed as, as you are to business, but I'll compartmentalize when it's time for to do the stuff for the kids and moving her into her dorm. I need to be totally focused on that because if I'm there halfway there and halfway somewhere else, nobody's really getting my full attention. So they're just getting bits and pieces of me and that's not fair. But you know, um, that's really something that you know, you have to work on. Um, <laughs> Is that an excuse? No, I'm just messing. No, you. because it's like, like going on a walk um, and talk about the reasons why you first got married. You know, continue those positive behaviors that 
you did before you got married. You know, um, revisiting when you first started dating, mm-hmm. um, like let's say the first year of your relationship, you know, maybe write down and talk about the things that you used to do for each other. But that will sometimes take a little, you know, real a real effort because just like I was telling you, <laughs> I'm so used to talking about business. I'm so, did, you know, like you said, did you do this? Did you do that? <laughs> and you, I catch myself. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to get out of that mode, you know, sometimes because you've been doing it so long. Oh. So I think we need to do more frequent breaks. So it just... Because, you, you know, you so your mind get into the entrepreneurial space. We mean couplepreneur mm-hmm. that we need to come out and go back to relationship, <laughs> um, but you, you know, space. But you know what the, the truth is? It's good that you recognize it. And we've had those conversations about it. The problem is there sometimes there are couples that don't recognize it or they're unwilling to take the time to, to step away from it. Because sometimes if you if you think about it, if you take that time to just step away from the the business, you know, you can spend a weekend or a few days, or get that get that rest, and you get that clarity, and you can focus, and then you can be back on fire for your business. But you cannot neglect your family or your spouse in the process. But then you have that couple to say, you know what, we have to stay in that mode because if we don't, the lights get cut off. You know, the car gets repossessed. You know, they have that pressure, well, so that it's like. How can they take that much needed time for themselves? So you're talking about the lights get cut off, the car get repossessed. How about winding up in divorce court if you don't spend that that time talking to one another? How about that? That's right. Okay. Okay. Because the average cost of divorce is much higher than just (laughs) the lights. (laughs) And it weighs more, not only just the financial aspect, it's emotional um, and, and it affects you physically, you know? Well, a word of caution. Do something more to your spouse other than just how was your day? Ask questions beyond that. I mean, and I strongly encourage all couples to be able to take a day off from your life, from the busyness of life, and just enjoy the time with it being the two of you. For us, it used to be a getaway of going to the movies. For others, it might be taking a mini trip. You know, whatever you need to do, because remember, whatever you feed is what's going to grow. And it, I, I was reading this this article and one day, and I saw this quote. And at first, I kind of read it, and then something about it stuck out to me. It says, when the grass looks greener on the other side, that means it's time to water your own lawn, <laughs> your own lawn. That makes sense. So that means you're you're allowing it to wither and fade away because you're not paying enough attention to so it. So you got to fertilize it and uh... – yeah. And throw some water out there. Get put the sprinklers on. Yeah, not necessarily <laughs> throw some water like a sprinkle, but yeah, it needs to be a continuous flow in order for things to improve. Okay, okay. All right. So that kind of leads me to another point. Point number six, I believe. Um, be open to having invitable, difficult conversations. Going from for a win-win solution. And that's, you know what, that's true, because so many times you find one spouse is so focused on being right. You know how you hear them saying, you win the battle, but you lose the war? Because you're so focused on being right all the time, you're missing the fact that the relationship is going to pot altogether. So how do you have a win-win situation when, uh, let's say, you know that you're right, but your spouse is adamant that they're right? 
Well, you know what? I had a, a woman say this to me, and it stuck out in my mind. It says, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? So sometimes you sacrifice being right sometimes in order to be happy because there's sometimes you sometimes you there are different options. You can agree to disagree on certain things. Okay. And sometimes <clears throat> you just have to compromise. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, babe. Okay, I, I, I got it. Rather to just squash it. But does anything get solved? Does anything get accomplished if you just agree to disagree? But my thing is, it depends on what the situation is. If it's is it really really worth um, arguing about? How big of a, a jerk Trump is, or something like that. <laughs> you know, something that disagree. That's just no. Let's disagree. You know, maybe that wasn't the best example, but yeah, just be because, mindful that yeah. you gotta when you're dealing with conflict, you gotta be rational about it. I mean, when you're so focused on on being right, you get heated, and that you get back into that high emotions, low intelligence, and you have a big blowout. And a lot of times it goes from one thing to another to another. You next thing you know, you're all out of sorts. You're angry. There's division and strife in the marriage over something you could have just said. You know what? Go ahead. We're gonna go to Applebee's instead of Chili's. You know, sometimes little things like that trigger, and it's ah, a domino effect. You know, I got a good example. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> like this weekend. <laughs> you know, I asked you. I said, "Hey, babe, what do you want to eat?" And you didn't say anything. I said, "Okay, babe." What do you want to eat? Oh, you didn't say anything. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to, um, since you're not saying anything, I'm going to make suggestions. So I threw out Sonny's Barbecue. Oh, and everybody in the car was like, yeah, that's a good idea. But you know, I hate Sonny's. So why would you even suggest that? But, but we've gone to Sonny's before. And, and you've I tell always you, each and every time, I hate it. But I you know, sometimes, you know, that's why you have compromise. Sometimes you have to do what your spouse wants. So you don't always you I, let them know that <laughs> they that it's not always about yourself. It's, okay. it's about your spouse <clears throat> being happy. Because you know, I, <laughs> you, just I wanted a, you wanted an opportunity to stick it to me about that. But that's okay. Yeah, I let it but go. You, but you were a good sport. You, you, you showed, I mean, <clears throat> what you did. In the middle of starting the meal, say, let me get the keys. And we thought you was getting stuff in the car. And you just left and went to a whole other restaurant. Well, and then we had to call and find, where, where did she go? Okay. This is not the putting your business out there show. <laughs> but honestly, you know what? My thing was since everybody was really excited about going there, I just wasn't feeling it. So I went with you guys, sat down, everybody placed their order. And I just ran around the corner, got something, and came right back. You know, so you took one for the team a little bit. I took one for the team. Instead I was just ordering something like maybe like a cold <clears throat> chicken sandwich, or I wasn't even thinking that they had that. I was only yeah. thinking, you know what? Let's get back to the topic, <laughs> and we'll come, we'll come back to the barbecue well, see, situation. That is a good. That is a good example. <clears throat> Since when you talk about the marriage can win, where Eric and Dr. Sakisha, we are transparent because. You know, when we're talking about something that can affect you guys, we both live it. Yeah. So that's why when our first book, Marriage Can Win, we talk about the communication, finance, and the sex. And that's because we had we went through those issues that caused caused a division mm-hmm. in our marriage, and we were transparent in our book. And then we we also talked about how we overcame those strategies. So the same is happening now. We're just using an example that <laughs> we have gone through that can help you. Yeah. 
That's but, one of those off-air discussions. We'll continue. <laughs> but see, that's where the transparency, as yeah. as we are relationship coaches, yeah. that now you know. Oh wow! If they're transparent in in what some of the struggles and and issues that they have, I feel comfortable with sharing with them. Yeah, and you know what the truth is? It wasn't one of those things that warranted an argument. No, it it, you know, to get out of the, the sorts, you know, if that's where everyone wanted to go, I went. But the fact is, I was starving, and I just I wasn't feeling that place. So I just got something on my own, and that was one of those simple agree to disagree, and we kept it moving. And then it kind of it parlays into our last top, our last um, point for this evening, which is recognizing that relationships are not fifty fifty. But a hundred, a hundred, with each partner bringing all of who they are to the table. I mean, because every person has their own set of flaws and imperfections. For my husband, it's eating barbecue. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but you can't force anybody to change, you know. So, if you know, you have when you're dealing with a spouse, you they have flaws, but you got to certain ones you got to be able to live with because you can't necessarily change somebody. You know, you can just point out to them that it's not healthy for them to eat and it's not good for their cholesterol and things like that. But you, you know, Sometimes you just put that, you just put it out there and allow them to chew. You can have a, a cheat on your on your diet at least once in a while in moderation, right? Okay, but once in moderation is not once a day. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know what? We are are running out of time. I didn't even realize where did the time go? <laughs> but there are some some closing questions that we want you to ponder in regards to an emotionally healthy relationship. Does my partner encourage me to grow? Or do we share goals for the future? Do we want the same kind of marriage? Yeah, because that can be, you know, you have some people nowadays they get married and then say later on they want to have an open marriage. Oh, my goodness. They're okay with entanglements, which is a topic for a totally another time. I won't go there. Right. <laughs> um, Can I be myself with them? That's true because you got to be able to, to flow in an authentic space because you're wake, you know, you wake up every morning next to this person. And if you're not yourself, you're going to be unhappy and, and miserable. And that's how you lose your identity. You have women that just wake up one day and say, I can't take it anymore, you know, because I'm not being who I am for fear of losing them, for right. fear of, of rejection or, or what the case may be. And and that's a challenging thing. If you're real and who you are from the beginning, you know, if not, you're putting on this facade, that's what they're expecting. And then when you become yourself, they're like, no, that's not who I married. Because you, then the person who's putting on the facade is going to resent that person. Yeah, And then, you know, that person that you're putting on the facade for is going to resent you when all of a sudden you show your true colors. Yeah. So another thing to be mindful of, do we give and take from each other equally? It's not just the one person always giving, one person always taking. That's a one-sided relationship, you know? That's right. Yeah. Another thing to consider is, you know, is, is my, my life better with them in it or with them <laughs> out of it. Okay, now that doesn't mean that because your your husband kind of frustrates you, that doesn't mean that's an that's an automatic out. <laughs> oh. That doesn't apply to those times where we're we're angry with one another. But just be mindful, you know, like you said, that's true. Is my life better with them in it or? Um, and and my last point to ponder would be, does our time together have 
meaning. Because you you know, a lot of times you have couples saying, I'm not happy, I'm not happy. Okay, did you ever think this was not about you being happy? There's a purpose that God put the two of you together. I know for us, you led me back to the Lord. And God knows what I was like before. <laughs> That's another story for another time. And we will definitely we'll talk about that later. Well that can simply mean this that each person in the marriage have their own individual goals. Absolutely. And then you have your marriage goals that you have goals together. Absolutely. So that way each person would not resent each other, but they'll also feel accomplished and that they do have mm-hmm. purpose because they can accomplish their individual goals mm-hmm. and their, their goals that they set together. So an emotionally healthy relationship, you have an identity outside of your spouse. Now, don't get me wrong. Eric is my best friend. He's my biggest supporter. I'm his biggest supporter, but I do have an identity. I am Sakisha outside of being Mrs. Heilig. And and I think that maybe sometimes uh, as women, you know, I can only speak from the female perspective, we lose our identities when we get married because we come so wrapped up in the relationship and we focus on what do they need? What do the kids need? And then years come um, years later, your kids are going off to school, then you're sitting across the table looking at a stranger. You don't even know who you are because your your identity has been locked up in the relationship. And that's not what we want. Um, that's not an emotionally healthy relationship. So make sure that you maintain your own identity outside of your marriage. So let's take a pause now and let's ask ourselves that question. Is my relationship or is my relationship healthy? Mm -hmm. Is it healthy? And then also, what am I doing to contribute to a healthy or unhealthy relationship? Look in the mirror at yourself and ask that question and be honest with yourself. Is my relationship healthy? And if it's not healthy, then recognize and realize that you need to do something about it. And so that's the time where you you share that with your spouse and then you seek outside help. But first of all, is recognizing it, realizing it, and making taking action on it. So for those of you that were taking notes, you know, we had seven points that we hit on tonight. Just um, one, making sure that you trust the other person, making sure they have your best interest at heart. Um, to um, saying what you mean and mean what you say, but not saying it in a mean way. Uh, making sure there's no name calling or demeaning language being used. Uh, taking responsibility for your own feelings. Um, giving your relationship room to grow rather than allowing it to become stagnant or neglected. Um, six, being open to having difficult conversations and going for a win-win solution. And number seven, just recognizing that relationships are, are 50, or not 50-50, but 100-100. So we want to make sure we take this time to to thank you so much for tuning in to the Marriage Can Win show here on LoveRadioNetwork.com. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., tell your friends and your family members, we love and appreciate every one of you. We are available to speak at virtual events. Just send us a quick email at MarriageCanWin at gmail.com. Do not forget, save the date. Our new book collaboration, Struggling to Keep the Vows. It's going to be released September 26th, so save the date. 
And remember, you can be the change you want to see in your relationship. Until next time. We want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on today's show. Let's keep the conversation going. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Marriage Can Win. You can also visit us at marriagescanwin.com. Remember, you can be the change you want to see in your relationship. Until next time.